Hey there, are you sick and tired of feeling sick and tired? Join Adol Kozilski and Fagy Stern as they explore ways to reverse chronic illness and achieve vibrant health. Your health is your only wealth and together we can be better. Hashtag healthy you, wealthy you. And it has stopped raining. Eventually the sun is out and I'm so excited. And the sun is out and not only am I excited that there is blue skies, we are actually physically in studio. Faggy, we should say, a Shekhiano. Shekhiano, absolutely. It almost feels like COVID never existed. But can you see my microphone? It's got a, <laughs> it's got a mask on it. I just asked the controller, does this mask have COVID? <laughs> yeah, that's where we started. Hey, long time ago, back, back before, uh, before COVID, this is where we were meeting and then we all went into our burrows. We are super excited to be back in studio and we're super excited that you're joining us on the Healthy You, Wealthy You show. I am Adel Kozilski. Fagi is with me. And today, listen up, we are going to be speaking about something that's going to blow your mind because we need to be educated in how we function with our jaw. So many people, and I see it so, so, so much on, on, on social media particularly, people suffering from um, TM joint problems and, and all, all the, the repercussions from it. And today we are going to be bringing in an expert and we are going to want you to join the conversation. So if you do want to um, ask any questions, 34519 is our SMS line. 061-895-1019 is our telegram number. And we are very, very honored to welcome onto the show Dr. Gees de Necker. Dr. Gees de Necker is actively involved, firstly, in the practice of metal-free dentistry. He is a member of the International Organization for Metal Toxicology, and he is also very, very involved in the treatment of temporomandibular disorders. He has uh, he's done master courses, and I know that he goes overseas uh, a lot to actually understand what TM joint does to you. And um, I can tell you that my family and myself are recipients of his incredible, incredible insight. So you can't miss this. You need to listen up. You need to ask questions. And... Um, this is going to be a very, very interesting conversation. This is the Healthy You, Wealthy You show with Adol Kosilski and Fagy Stern. Well, a wonderful, warm welcome, Dr. Deneka. It's very nice to see you in person, and thank you for uh, coming to our side of town. Thanks, Adol. Um, uh, thanks for having me. Uh, but please call me Gijs. Okay. Well, this, uh, you're my doctor. This, do- so. this doctor nonsense, nonsense I'm not believing in. Thank you. Okay, Gijs, tell us a little bit about yourself and how you came to be who you are today and how you practice today. The first thing that I want to say is there is no such thing as a, a TMJ specialist, specialist because it's not a speciality in dentistry, but we have a special interest in T- TMJ. Uh, I did dentistry for 15 years where I had a gut feel that I was missing something. And um, how do you know what you miss until such time that someone shows you what you're missing? Mm-hmm. And that happened to me in 2000 when I was invited to a symposium in London where um, there was a lot of information. It was called the Inaugural Symposium on Craniomandibular Disorders. Mm-hmm. It's very important to know that the way that the lower jaw fits into the upper jaw it's much more important than what we ever thought. And that Congress was very important, but I didn't get anything out of it because it was over my head. Mm-hmm. But the Friday 
the Friday afternoon. You know how it goes with a with a five day course. No mm. one is there that Friday afternoon. That Friday afternoon, the auditorium was packed, and the guy who postulated this in the 1940s already, he gave the lecture. Dr. Ricketts from America, and he sat on a little chair. He was 85 years old, and he explained it with his hands, not with a PowerPoint presentation. And that day. My life changed because I, he told us exactly what we m were missing and the way to treat temporomandibular joint disorders. So then what happened after that? Did you come back and change your practice? I came back and I, and I knew I was standing alone uh, in the sense that it is different from what we were taught. And you have to think differently about this. And we uh, uh, temporomandibular joint disorders is not is not really a subject that is presented at the universities in South Africa and all over the world. You know, you have to go to specific places in the world that's, that give special attention to temporomandibular joint disorders. And America is specifically, uh, you know, geared for that. There are certain centers in America that, that teach TMD and also in England uh, and all over the world, but not in South Africa that much. So I, I stood alone, and I knew that I had to um, change the way that I practice dentistry or think about the jaw and the way that teeth fit into each other because that's the most important thing. And I just started doing this because the main thing about TM joint disorders is that patients have certain symptoms which they don't think – is coming from the joint. They go to all the specialists, uh, neurologists, and, and all other specialities that may help them, and they don't think that they, can, that they can mention a specific symptom like chronic headaches, chronic earache, chronic neck pain, lower back pain, body posture problems can be attributed to the way that your teeth fit into each other. And that's what's not taught to us. It's such an interesting thing because when, when we started our whole journey, Adel, mm -hmm. my sister and my husband were both going through so many symptoms. They had eye issues. They had stomach issues. They had headaches. They had, they couldn't handle noise. They couldn't handle bright yeah. lights. There were so many things that they couldn't handle. And that's when I started trying to find out what their problems were. And it's actually interesting that you're saying this because I was like, Oh my gosh, it's TMJ. Mm -hmm. That's what their problem is. And I found a lady that, that dealt with TMJ and she does all the physio stuff. And I started realizing that it is a whole holistic thing that you could have so many symptoms. It could be so many reasons. It could, it could boil down to your digestion even. I mean, yeah. it's linked to so many things. And as you say, you go all over trying to find your, you know, searching for what, what, what the yeah. problem is. What is the TMJ joint? The joint, uh, the TM joint is the, the joint that, f that's the upper part of the lower jaw fitting into this, the base of the skull so it's temp at at the temple in front of your ear and that's where a lot of the muscles of mastication play a role and the arteries running into the head and neck area is 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 all connected in that area of the temporomandibular joint but the joint the top part of the joint is called the condyle and on top of the condyle like any joint you must have a shock absorber there's a little disc separating the bony parts. You can never have bone on bone in any joint. And, you know, I practiced for so many years where I heard patients with a click in the joint, and we didn't know what was it, and we didn't know how to treat that. So I say to patients, if you have a click in your joint, 
It is as abnormal as your patella clicking in, in and out when you walk. You will eventually have a problem with that. So the problem with, with the joint is that when you bite on your teeth, the joint must be in neutral. There must not be compression in the joint. And the problem of modern man is that our upper jaws are too small because we have stopped tearing our food. Hmm. The upper jaw is of a softer bone, and the lower jaw is much more genetically driven. So the upper jaw, it's, I always explain it that, that way. If you wear a shoe that is too tight for your foot, it cannot fit in there. And if the upper jaw is too narrow, it's like a garage that you want to park a car in, but the car can't fit into that garage. Then you, then the upper jaw is narrow or pushed back into the face. It did not develop out of the face properly because children are not breastfed anymore. We don't tear our meat or, your, or, or our food anymore. And we are eating with little utensils and, and refined foods. Right. And children are breathing through their mouths instead of their noses. The, the tongue is a very important muscle to develop the upper jaw. You don't see this crowding of the teeth in, in, in the 1600s and 1500s. This is a modern man thing. So then you get crowding of the teeth and it traps the mandible backwards. And that pushes the condyle backwards and upwards. And then the, the disc starts clicking because there's no space for the disc. And the muscles of mastication, the muscles around the condyle is very, very important in your, in your function. You are biting on your teeth so many times a day, even if you're not chewing food. And those muscles go into spasm. And if a, a muscle goes into spasm, it can cause severe pain. Is this then all linked to grinding your teeth at night and snoring and mouth breathing? It's all part of it. It's all part of it. I'm not saying that it's the only reason why people grind. The, the interesting thing, again, about modern man is that we have lost our ability to get rid of our adrenaline. We're not running out and hit someone and feel better about it. We come back and we grind our teeth. This is the first line of defense mm -hmm. in our in handling Adrenaline, because everybody is so highly strung, and some people just have to grind, but you must mm. protect the teeth and the joint. We are um, talking to Dr. Geis Denecker, and we'd love to join you to join the conversation. I'm sure you have many questions. We always, um, I'm, I know that I'm meeting people all the time, um, and we have this discussion. Three four five one nine is our SMS line. Oh six one eight nine five one zero one nine is our telegram number. This is the Healthy You, Wealthy You show with Adol Kosilski and Fagy Stern. We're talking about the TM joint with Dr. Geis Denecker. You know, um, Dr. Geis, you've spoken a lot about the, the different nerves that are going, the different supplies. Can we talk about that? Because I think that leads to the, to the majority of symptoms that, that people have. What is trapped there in the, in the joint? The joint is... I, I call this the health joint. If something mm -hmm. goes wrong here, you know, the whole body suffers. Why do people old, in old age sit and they hunch forward? Because they've lost their teeth. Mm -hmm. It's very important to have a vertical height. You must have proper teeth at the back of your mouth to protect the joint. The back teeth of your mouth is the door stops to the joint. So the muscles go into spasm, and that refers to the head and neck. And remember that... 
The lower jaw hangs on the neck muscles. And if, if you, your bite is not perfect, you, turn, you tend to hold your head in a specific position to counteract that without knowing it. But then I've seen, I've seen TMJ patients without necessarily the headaches, but I've seen very little patients without the neck pain. Correct. The Correct. neck pain is one of the big things that people, that people suffer from, and that refers to the shoulders and the trapezius muscle at the back, and also the body posture is not right, and the back, the lower back suffers. So back pain, headaches in general, we have seen patients with severe, severe headaches, and they've been all over the show, and they, they just couldn't get rid of the headaches. So we say that we are, we are about 80% successful in treating chronic headaches, you know, that comes from the temporomandibular joint. I was sitting in a lecture in, 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 in America once where the lecturer is a well-renowned guy, and he says, I'm old enough and ugly enough to say exactly what I want, and <laughs> never to make any excuses. He says, I'm telling you, Chronic headaches and migranor headaches come from the temporomandibular joint. Don't try and find it somewhere else. So I can say after 22 years mm -hmm. treating these patients that headaches are, is, a, is a big thing. But it's not only headaches. I know that when, when, when you know, we've come to you for consultation, you're asking a whole lot of other questions like do you have stomach issues? Do you have ADD? Do you have anxiety? Let's talk about that. Yeah. If you, if you can imagine the space around the condyle, is supposed to be open mm -hmm. and the disc is sitting sitting on top of the condyle and all the muscles and all the ligaments must be relaxed if you bite on your teeth and you slam the condyle upwards if the bite is not right then you encroach on the on the bilaminar zone that is the zone between the top part of the condyle and the roof of the fossa and three important things run through there the first is an artery supplying in that in that that vicinity, supplying the back of the eye, the eye and the nose and the sinuses of blood. So people can suffer from from puffy eyes. They can suffer from typical sinusitis type of problems. It's not a sinusitis. Hmm. It's a lack of pure oxygenation to that area because you grind at night or you clench. I just want to say something about that. Men grind more and women clench. And people don't know that they're doing it enough, mm -hmm. necessarily. Mm -hmm. So when you have that pressure in that area, you occlude that blood supply to a certain extent, and you don't get the good oxygenation to the mid-face. The second important thing that runs through there, that plays a role there in that, in that whole uh, TMJ area, is the sympathetic nervous system mm -hmm. runs in that area. Phenomenal. And sympathetic means adrenaline. So if you bite on your teeth and the sympathetic nerves are stimulated or overstimulated, then you can't sleep. I always say to, to I'm a just patient, thinking about all these children sitting in school with ADHD and having sleep issues because of yeah. their jaws. Yeah. So if you if you get compression in that area, you stimulate the sympathetic nervous system and overstimulation of the nervous system can cause your intestines to stand up like that. Sure. People are suffering from reflux or a spastic colon. We're not saying that's the only reason. It just aggravates that. Patients are severely anxious, and that, that I see every, every day. These patients are coming in with severe headaches, but they have all the other symptoms. And, and 
depression is part of that because if you don't have hope and you are suffering from severe pain and you don't know where you're going with that, um, then depression can also play a role. Well, I think eventually also you land up going from one person to the next and everyone tells you that there's nothing wrong with you or that there's something wrong with you, but it's really the wrong thing. Yeah. I think the important thing here is to say this is a skeletal thing. Yeah. It's something that we can correct skeletally. Uh, and it's not only – it becomes a psychological thing later on yes. because patients have no hope and they are really running out of, uh, of all the options to treat that. The third important thing that runs through the, the, the bilaminar zone is the innovation of the limbic system, which is the primitive s- system of the brain that gives feedback to the pituitary gland that runs the hormones and the emotions. It can also play a role, especially with postmenopausal women. Right. So, I mean, that's actually quite incredible. And um, when uh, my question to you is you, you were saying that the reason why we are where we are today is because we don't tear our food and we've got more frozen. I think a lot. And I know like from from my experience, certainly in my families, we've had so many teeth pulled out. Like when I was young. Oh, you've got a crowded jaw. OK, f- pull out the, the, the first molars. Oh, and then your wisdom teeth are fraught. Pull that out. And then. As, as you say, as you age and, and, and you come, you know, into your older years, you're starting to have postural problems because now you've taken away your teeth. How do you circumvent that? I th- that's the one thing that I feel very strong about. If you have the so-called crowding of the teeth of the upper jaw, and that was w- what we were taught at varsity, mm-hmm. then you take out the upper premolars to right. so-called create space. The moment you do that, you push the front teeth back into that space mm-hmm. and you don't create space. You lose space. And that's where we differ from the traditional way of treating the patients. We develop the upper jaw because wow. the, up, the upper jaw can be developed. And you, the sooner you do that with a child, the better. If you widen the foundation onto which the teeth are standing or supposed to come out, then, then the chances of crowding is so much less. If you just leave it, and that's what we were taught, uh, you know, initially, leave, leave it till all the teeth are out, and then, you know, you take out teeth. I am absolutely against taking out teeth. If you avoid that at all costs. The moment you take out two upper premolars, you push everything back. And the mouth and overcompensates. And you close the air by, airway by seven hmm. millimeters. They, these children can't breathe. So the question of when to start treating patients, I say to, to, to parents that ask me, uh, when shall I tr- start treating this patient? I say, if your child is a, has got a leg that's grow, growing skew, you will do it as soon as possible. Yep. So we treat patients as soon as possible to develop that upper jaw, get the, the restriction of, of the narrowness out of the way, and the lower jaw will follow. The moment you've got the garage big enough, you can park that car. So, are you are you saying that like um, you should you should look at your, you shouldn't pull out any teeth? And what you and atomically, are we just genetically now got small mouths, and so everybody is going to need that that upper jaw widened? Well, uh, it's difficult to say that everybody needs it, mm-hmm. but I can tell you, uh, at least seventy percent of the population has got very narrow upper jaws. And uh, I just came back from America now to verify that uh, again, you know, that that is the thing that is happening in America. They develop the upper jaws dramatically in all the clinics that, that believe in this philosophy. 
You spoke about the airways, and I understand that the the palate has a lot to do with the tongue and where the tongue actually sits. And has, is that all also linked to the airways and how the someone moment, breathes? The moment the, the, the palate, the, the upper jaw is narrow, there is not space for the tongue. So the tongue is lying, uh, you know, lower down. And at the moment the tongue is lying lower down, it also falls back. Mm-hmm. Into the throat mm-hmm. You must If if you have a, a proper tongue position The tongue must always sit in the roof of the palate So that you open the airway The moment you let the tongue go down and backwards You close the airway And these children come in And they have the dark circles under their eyes yep. They are called allergic children Diagnosed as being allergic They're not allergic to anything They are not breathing properly mm-hmm. There was a case, Adol, you sent me my, with my children to that one amazing woman for, for their teeth as well. And she, gave, she told me about a case of a kid that came in and he was misbehaving. He was aggressive. He was angry. He couldn't concentrate. He really had a lot of issues. And they worked on his jaw and he completely calmed down. Yeah. Uh, we see that often. We're not saying that that's also the Absolutely. only reason why children have problems. Yeah. But the moment you get a proper airway, the child is getting better. They, they just, they just, and, and, uh, I well, just want breathing to, is just so important. Breathing is the most important thing. You must get oxygen in your body. That's why people sigh. Mm-hmm. They sigh because they try to get more oxygen into their bodies. Mm. They have these deep breaths. Well, well let's segue then in, into sleep. Like sleep is an issue for so many people that, you know, the quality of sleep. Sleep like, apnea, sleep apnea machines. How many yes. people are snoring so badly because their jaws are bad? Because the lower jaw is trapped <laughs> backwards, They've, those patients I can I can tell you the sleep apnea patients, the people that are on these uh, machines, you can go back. They've got a narrow upper jaw. Mm-hmm. The lower jaw is trapped backwards, and it closes the airway. We're not saying that you have to go get everybody off the the CPAP machine, but you can do that very successfully. By developing the upper jaw, bring the upper jaw wider and release the tension of the lower jaw and bring it the lower jaw forward. But you have to restore the teeth uh, either way, either by orthodontics to put the teeth in the correct position or in elderly patients, we put perhaps crowns or, uh, or overlays on the back teeth so that you open the bite. Vertical height is very important. If mm-hmm. you look at from the side, if you look a patient from the front, you must see seven-eighths of the lower teeth. Mm. If you don't see the lower teeth, then the lower jaw is swinging too high up before it meets teeth. And the only thing that can take the brunt there is the temporomandibular joint. Mm. And I just want to say one thing uh, which maybe sound very controversial. We have seen, and, and Dr. Brendan Stack in America has treated Hundreds of thousands of so-called Tourette's children, mm. you know, with the tics and the vocals that they had. Those were children with narrow upper jaws. Mm. The moment you put that patient in it, what we, how we treat these patients, start the treatment, but just put a plate on the lower jaw to open the bite. Decompress the condyles and bring them forward and see how the patient reacts. I had patients that phoned me within an hour that were eating, that were living off pain pills and yes. saying, um, I, I don't know what happened now, but there's something happening to me and uh, I don't have a headache anymore. But it's not always that fast. Well, uh, mine are just so that less, you know, we can give credence. I'm, I'm under the, the care of, of, of Dr. Hayes and 
I perpetually, from, from the time that I can remember myself, have terrible neck pain. Terrible neck pain, and I've learned to manage it. I, I, I give myself a, a massage once a week. Um, I do craniosacral. I had the physio, and I kind of managed it, but it was there. The day you stuck in that <laughs> lower... The splint. The, the splint. The next morning I woke up and I thought to myself, what's wrong? <laughs> I didn't wake up with neck pain. Like, I just felt like I had a... A, a lead, like I was made of lead at the back of my neck. Yeah. And it, it just, it just, it miraculously went away. And I saw it after one night. And obviously, I then realized I do clench at night. I do grind at night. Yeah. I am sleeping in the wrong position. And remember, muscles have a memory. So that's why it's important to, to say to the patient, you may not have an instant uh, mm. relief. Mm -hmm. It may take three or four or five months. But it will gradually get better because the muscles start relaxing. That is the main thing with TMD, temporomandibular joint disorders. The muscles must relax. And the tension of, of the, the compression in the joint must relax. And that's why it's, it's very dangerous to give the patient, if it's a temporomandibular joint disorder patient, just a bite plate to sleep with. Mm -hmm. I explain it this way. If you fracture your leg and I... And I give you some plaster of Paris around your leg. You don't take it off tomorrow morning and go run on that leg. If you have a bite plate to sleep with and you have a TMD problem, you decompress the condyles at night and you let them r relax a little bit. The muscles relax a little bit. And tomorrow morning you take out that plate and you slam that condyles back where they were when you eat breakfast. That will Then, then mm -hmm. patients are worse off. Because they, they, then they feel, you know, nothing is working. So one must just be very careful not to give a bite plate to patients that really have a TMD problem. So let's talk about the process. So the first process is get a, 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 a splint, a splint yeah. for the lower jaw. That then, is, that's yes. in 99% of cases because I can't harm the patient by putting the patient in a splint. I'm not drilling into their teeth. I'm not doing anything funny. I'm just decompressing the condyles so we can see how the patients react to that. And I say to the patients, you know, we sometimes see severe cases where I say to them, just have a diary. Just write down mm. one sentence a day so that you can go back after three months and because you tend to forget yes. how, you, how you felt. Mm -hmm. So usually three months into the splint, the patients are 60 and 70% better. Then we start with a little uh, appliance in the upper jaw to widen the upper jaw. And it, we are not moving teeth yet. We are putting pressure on the bony structure of the upper jaw. Because if you put pressure, slow, slow pressure on the upper jaw, it gets wider. And then when you've done that, and that may take a year for the first two steps, then we go into the fixed orthodontics or whatever the patient needs to put the, the, uh, the, uh, the teeth in the correct position and get the vertical height right. Can you do this for any age? Meaning, is it too late when I'm 50 or 60 it's never or 70 too late. To, to move? It's never too late. I've seen patients in their 80s where I developed the upper jaw. Uh, yes. and I'm Stephen thinking about my six-year-old. You know, he's I see him snoring at night and with his mouth wide open. Yeah. I mean, do you, can you treat someone as young as that? At, I've started a little little children of five years and four and a half. It, it depends on the child. You know, whether they can tolerate the little appliance in their mouths, mm -hmm. but they are very good at that. The moment they're starting to feel better, they know that this thing is is their lifeline. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And it's quick. 
within six or seven months you have the, the appliance mm. out and they, they're fine. And then does the drawer stay that way or does yes. it eventually, do you have the, to? Because you put pressure on the bone, the bone allows, um, uh, the, the, the bony structure is allowed to get wider. It can't go narrower again mm-hmm. because you, you lay down bone on the other side where you put pressure on the bone. So we don't get relapse that the, the, the upper jaw gets narrower again. That's where it can happen in, in traditional orthodontics where you have a very narrow upper jaw and you put the teeth into, a, into, a, an, uh, into that arch, but there's, there's tension in the arch. Mm. Then you hear, sometimes hear the patients have relapse, the teeth pop out again. So if you, we, we, we rarely see that because the moment you have a wide foundation, it can't happen. Okay, so that's very interesting. We are speaking to Dr. Geis de Necker, and we are talking about the TM joint. If you would like to join the conversation, 34519 is our SMS line. 061-895-1019 is our telegram number. And a reminder to our listeners that Faggy and I run a WhatsApp group where we just drop a little bit of motivation every single day. It could be a picture, a little, uh, you know, a little reel, um, to get you onto the path of being more healthy because your health is in your hands. If you'd like to join this WhatsApp group, simply send an, an email to info at highfm.com. Give us your name. Give us your number. Of course, you have to be on WhatsApp. And we'll gladly join you. And by the way, it's admin run, so there is no spam. This is 101.9 High FM. This is the Healthy You, Wealthy You show with Adol Kosilski and Fagy Stern. Hey, let's, can, can we talk, you know, I, what we try to promote on the Healthy You, Wealthy You show is that a person has to look at themselves holistically. It's not just, you know, I've got a headache, take a panade, and that's it. Like, ask yourself the question, why? And try find a cause and effect for everything. Um, I know that we're sp- specifically speaking about the TM joint, but what do you tell your patients to do in a more holistic way that will help with, with so to speak, the repair or, or the readjustment back to normality? Very, very important. It's not... Um a one-stop shop just at the dentist. I think it's a multidisciplinary uh, approach here. Mm-hmm. Um, but the one thing that I that I promote to each and every patient that that comes in with severe severe symptoms is start exercising, because I th- I think that is one of the most important things. Do Pilates, stretch your muscles, make sure that you rest properly. And eat whatever you want to eat, but eat in moderation. But mm. I think the most important thing here is that people get frustrated because they are so, they are so sore that they stop exercising, for mm. instance. Mm. Just walk if you can't do anything more than that. But I've sent patients to the Pilates people, and it's phenomenal how they, how they improve mm. with, with a splint, obviously. Uh, in their mouths. Why? Because they're strengthening they, their muscles? They're strengthening their muscles, they're stretching the muscles, and they are getting their mind off this whole thing of, you know, and just And also be connected to, the adren- to adrenaline and yeah. cortisol and... Start relaxing a little yeah. bit. And also, the craniosacral people do fantastic work to get the craniosacral pulse working again. My absolute Ch- favorite, cranio. Yeah. Well, yeah. I actually learned about craniosacral from, from, oh, wow. from, from Dr. Hayes when I brought 
my first member of family and she's, no, go and get some relaxation because the neck was so tight that, you know, you can stick in the splint, but you actually needed assistance in releasing things. And it's such a subtle treatment. You almost feel like they're yeah. not doing yeah. anything, but they're, they're, it's so but powerful. But sometimes you need even more. You'd have to go to the chiropractors that, that know about the TM joint. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, it's not a... It's not a manipulation of anything. It's just working on the muscles. And the physios that know about this, they are fantastic people to work with. Um, I think it's a multidisciplinary thing. And sometimes we also call in the psychologist to say, just help us a little bit, mm-hmm. you know, with whatever the patient needs. So we, we, I really refer the patients to whoever they have to, be, to, to go to to help them. Some patients just don't want to do that because the moment they get better, um, mm. they think I'm fine. But, um, you know, I, I, had one, I had one patient <laughs> that after a week, she's, I wanted to, I walked into the surgery and I wanted to check her and I, because I was anxious because she was very, very sore. And, and I wanted to take out the splinter. She says, she says to me, you don't touch this. <laughs> <laughs> so <laughs> that's how they react to that. <laughs> yeah. And yeah. Jobic Jewish Mommies, which is a, a Jewish mums group on Facebook, all you need to do is type in TMJ and, and see how many posts people have said, what do I do? What do I do? Who can yeah. I go to? And but, I mean, the amount of Botox comments that there are, people injecting Botox into their jaws, obviously not knowing that there are other There's ways to deal with it. There's a place for Botox. But we do it very rarely. You know, it, mm. it helps to relax muscles by all means, but it just to give the patients Botox and the, the joint is in compression will definitely not help. It's a mechanical mm. thing. It's a temporary thing then, Botox. Bo- Botox is perfume on a dead horse. That's a good analogy. If you have a TMJ problem and you don't address the position of the condyle, you know, you it's addressing the root cause. Yeah, we always you, discuss that. You may mm. have a little bit of, of re, uh, relaxation of that muscle, but it's not going to solve the problem. Let's talk about one of the things that I was a little horrified when, when I had things is that um, you live wrongly for, like, whatever, decades of your life, and then you go visit a person like Dr. Hayes, and he says to me, no, you've got no more cartilage. Um, you know that the, uh, in in your joint. Let's just talk about that because that was very warming when you told me Muni Waridi. Yeah, I think the important thing is to say, even if the disc is damaged mm. uh, and and it's it's reinforced throughout the world, that you don't have to have a surgical procedure to put in something there. Because there are surgeons in the world that try to do that. It's a displication, or they put a little implant in there and they put the uh, tie the muscles to a little implant we found now that that's really not necessary if you can just decompress the condyles and get the compression out of that area the patients get better and sometimes the disc is still clicking but the 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 symptoms are much less then we don't go in there but the, the important thing that i wanted to convey is how do we know that patients have a TMD? One of the clear signs is not only the, the click, but they can't open their mouths. Yeah. You must be able to open your mouth from the tip of your upper tooth to the tip of your lower teeth, 50 to 55 millimeters. Hmm. You, I get patients that come in with 15. You can't get your finger in there. That's a clear sign that there is muscle spasm. 
and you test the muscle spasm by just putting your pinky into the side of your of your upper jaw uh, of the teeth between the cheek and the upper uh, upper teeth and it's tight it's rock hard the floor of the mouth is rock hard all the muscles are in spasm so uh, in t- the, the, the mouth opening is a clear sign that there is something wrong and dentists we as dentists always know that this is a difficult thing to yeah. drill into a patient's no, this mouth is, where you this can't. Patients are pain in the neck. You can't get the patient's <laughs> mouth fun. open. Yeah, and yeah. You, and you don't force it open because you can really hurt that patient. Well, I can tell you, I definitely suffered from that. And when I would have to have um, dentistry done on my back teeth, they would, you know, they put in that wedge. Yeah, they would that's start with the adult wedge, and they would go down, down, down to the kids' wedge, to the infant's wedge, and they still couldn't open my mouth. Wow. It was just ridiculous. Yeah. And I, but you, in a sense, I like didn't come with pain. I, if you said to me, your, your muscles on spasm, I'd go, no, they're not. You know, I'm, I'm fine. So it's like, it's what you used to. It's yeah. what you know. I say to patients, it's a, it's a process of adaptation. We get used to that. And I have found that, you know, sometimes what precipitates this is just one incidence um, of of trauma in the family yes. or it's a psychological thing as well mm. or you fell down the stairs and suddenly you can't open your mouth the the problem was there it was just hidden mm. and then some something happens or you choose something very hard and you hear there's something going on in my jaw now and that can precipitate the whole thing so i say it's like filling up a cup you, your body can take it, you adapt to that, and then one day your body says, I can't take it anymore. And then you need help to to relax the muscles and to decompress the condyles. I, I think that, that that is a theme about health, is that when you try to talk to younger people or, you know, change, they go, but I'm fine. And and we were even talking about it with, with, with Alzheimer's and dementia last week. You know, Alzheimer's dementia isn't going to, like, show up at, at the age of 20. But what you're doing at 20 and at 30 and at 40 is going to affect your brain health at 50, 60, and 70. Yeah. And so, as you correctly said, our, our health is something that is, you know, is, is important and that we need to... Uh, we need to, to look at it in a, in a holistic way. This is 101.9 High FM. This is the Healthy You, Wealthy You show with Adol Kosilski and Fagy Stern. I hope this conversation has really opened your mouth, your minds and your, your jaws and your mouth. It was, you see, this their jaws are dropped. <laughs> I hope you've dropped your jaws. Um, Dr. Hayes, if somebody wants to get hold of you, how can they, where, where do you practice from? We have a practice in Melville and Johannesburg and one in George in the Western Cape and one in Century City in, in Cape Town as well. And all the dentists in our group are trained to do TMD. Um, so they can just Google the NECA dentistry. The NECA dentistry. The NECA dentistry and they will find us. Excellent. A final word. What, what is the parting message you'd like to give our listeners? Temporary mandibular joint disorders is much bigger than what we thought. Much mm. bigger. Uh, and I'm amazed every day to see how patients come in because patients are not used to to tell the dentist of all these symptoms. We haven't touched on all the symptoms. I'm today. sure you can write a book. Yeah, um, you know, and hmm. we're not saying that that is the only reason why you have that symptom, but it can be aggravated by the temporomandibular joint. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think um, you know, 70% of the population 
may have a TMD problem, and we don't know about that. It's like sleep problems. We don't. The dentist is also sup- supposed to ask the patient about sleep. The first thing that I do when I see a patient, I feel the joint, because that is the most important thing in dentistry. They have done uh, very interesting tests on um, on rats where they done a filling on the rat's lower jaw, which is too high. Mm. I was then, just about to ask that question. Then uh, they've taken a, an x-ray of the, of the vertebral column, which was straight. Then they do the filling, and within two weeks, the whole vertebral column is in an S. We see these children suffering from lordosis and kyphosis and scoliosis. I'm not saying that's that's the only reason why they're getting it. It can be aggravated if their joint is not in the correct position. So if someone has scoliosis, they should be coming to check their jaw? Absolutely. It can, we can, we can probably help yep. by relieving uh, the, uh, the tension in the muscles. It's a muscle thing. I, I came back from America now, and one of the impo- most important things, again, that came out of all those lectures is we must never forget that the body is a unit. Yes. From the tip of your uh, uh, head to the tip of your toe, it's one unit. And all the muscles are engulfed in what we call a fascia. And if a muscle goes into spasm, spasm the fascia from, the, from your head to the tip of your toe also is distorted. And that distortion of the fascia can cause lots of symptoms. So fascia, that's why there are fascia, fascia specialists now to release the tension in the fascia as well. Mm-hmm. So it's a unit. You can never say, I, I always say to young dentists that work for us, we are not treating teeth. There's someone behind that tooth. Phenomenal. Absolutely. It's, well, it's, the, the, that, that, that is profound and it's exactly that. So there you have it. Um, you know, we've spoken really broadly, but um, I certainly can attest from myself and my family the, the healing that we have had um, through just actually looking through the cause and effect. We are really, really appreciative of your time, Dr. Hayes. I'm going to call you Dr. Hayes, even though you want me to be very personal <laughs> because you are. You are Dr. Hayes, and we really, really, you know, thank you for your expertise and, and your time. And uh, maybe we'll have you back again, you know, discussing certain more specific um, ideas. This is the Healthy You Wealth You Show. Faggy, as always, it's just been great. And to our listeners, thanks for joining us. We'll be back next week with epigenetics. Like, does that affect your life? Be stay tuned. This is 101.9 High FM.